This morning, let me wish you a happy new year. For at this time of the year, it's almost a reflex reaction for us to extend to someone the greeting, I wish you a happy new year. And when we say this to others, we are really trying to say the same things to ourselves, that we too wish ourselves a happy new year. But what makes us happy is very personal and it's very subjective. Bumper stickers tell us what makes us happy. Happiness is grandchildren, sometimes we read, or for others, happiness is yelling bingo. My favorite one is when I'm stuck in traffic is not being stuck in traffic makes me happy. But the truth is, we find our true happiness, our true blessedness in serving God. By recounting the deeds that God has done for us and by telling others about them and by giving thanks. Only days after Christmas we sing with gusto, joy to the world, the Lord has come. We stand and sing great praise of thanks and praise that Christ is born. Go tell it on the mountain. Like the prophet Isaiah this morning, we too recount the deeds of the Lord. We tell of the kindness of the Lord and what the Lord has done for us. We recount what God has done for us in sending Jesus into our world and to reconcile our lives back to God. And as we recount these deeds, as we share them with others, we remember them. And as we remember them, we give thanks. We recount how we are blessed, and we remember the ways in which we are blessed by being a blessing to others. For in the Bible, the word blessed also means happy. And those who are blessed are happier. They tell others about it, they remember it, and they give thanks to God for it. And it is in this way that I wish for you a blessed new year. Because we are blessed in order to be a blessing. These words come to us from some of the opening words of Scripture found in the first book of the Bible, Genesis. It is where God says to Abraham, I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. And it seems to me also that when God blesses us, God blesses us in order that we may be a blessing to others. Years ago, I came across what is called the happiness study from the University of California. 
which listed seven elements happy people had. You see what they did? They interviewed thousands and thousands of people, and they were able to discern ones which they thought were happy. And of those groups, they distilled seven elements that they thought contributed to their happiness or in what made them happier. Now, this list included being optimistic, savoring life, being spiritual, enjoying friends and family, social ties, having goals, being helpful to others, and showing gratitude, being thankful. Now, what struck me about these lists was the fact that these could all be interpreted also as Christian values and virtues. The study also found that material things don't necessarily make us any happier. You've all heard the expression that money can't buy happiness, but it can rent it. But friends, we know that material things are transitory. They come and they go. Next Christmas, there will be new models and new versions for us all to line up for on Boxing Day and by. The study reminds us of the things that we know already and the things that we know that are true. That happiness comes in those things that last, those things that endure, lasting friendships, a relationship with God, being helpful to others, showing gratitude, being thankful. True happiness is spiritual in nature. It points to the eternal things of God. Those things that endure, those things that last, not the latest and greatest fad. Simply trusting and obeying God leads to a blessed life. The singer Cheryl Crow sang years ago a song that helped point the way to what it means to be happier and what it means also to be blessed. Happiness, she sang, was not having what you want. It was wanting what you had. Friends, happiness isn't having what you want. It's wanting what you have. First and foremost, it's about having the attitude of gratitude. It is about being thankful. For we are all thankful for different things in our lives and for different reasons. And if you are looking for a personal goal for this upcoming year, I pray that you would consider that it would be this one, to have the goal to be intentional about being thankful for having the attitude of gratitude. And friends, 
I share with you this simple thought this morning in my sermon, and if you remember one, I pray it would be this thought, that you will be blessed in 2020 as I will be, and we are blessed in order to be a blessing. Think of the ways you can share your blessings, the ways that God has gifted you, and share these with others to help them. What is it that you can do for this church, your church, our mission and our ministry that contributes to the great outreach, the great missional outreach which is ours here in this church? And as I look out, I see so many of you so fully engaged in this work already. The question is, what can we do for others and for the wider community? Your own ministry, both within the walls of this church and the ministry that you have when you extend the walls of this church and serve the greater community. This is what it means to be a blessing. And you see what happens is this completes the circle of blessing for us. God blesses us and in response to that, we bless others. It's a magnificent circle of blessedness. And our work, it seems to me, at the end of the year is to look forward to the new year that is dawning and how we can continue the work that God has chosen and blessed us to do. It's about giving thanks and having the attitude of gratitude to one another and to God for how we have been blessed. It begins for us by counting our blessings. Or as the prophet Isaiah said this morning in the words of the Old Testament, to recount the deeds of the Lord. Those things that God has done for us and promises yet to do for us in Christ. On the last days of the year, it's a wonderful time to think of the ways and the means of how God has blessed us. And at this time, I know many businesses, many operations and associations will be doing their annual inventory. And I would encourage you, too, to do your spiritual inventory, to recount the deeds of the Lord, the ways and the means in which God has blessed you so much in this past year, to remember these, to give thanks for them, and to think about how you, in turn, can be a blessing. Now, I learned this valuable lesson also when I was a young boy in Sunday school. When we used to sing one of my favorite choruses in the damp basement, Count your blessings, name them one by one. I see Don smiling at me. You must have learned the same hymn, Don. 
Count your blessings. See what God has done. Friends, count your blessings. Name them one by one. See what God has done. But being blessed in life does not mean that we are immune to tragedy or problems in life. Far from it. But rather, we are given grace, come what may, to sustain them and to carry on in faith. That in spite of the setbacks of life, we can continue in faith. And what a blessedness this is. A dear friend of mine a few years ago went through a divorce. It was a later life divorce and a very traumatic, traumatic experience for him. And later, than that, and later, he was diagnosed with cancer. He went through the surgery and the follow-up therapy and later remarried. And on the plaque on his wall, if you go to his house, in a very prominent place, there's this beautiful plaque that reads, Blessed beyond belief. You see that in spite of the hardships and setbacks of life, he could still count his blessings. And as a daily reminder of it, he purchased this beautiful plaque that read, Blessed beyond belief. No one knows what this new year will bring. The shock of sorrow, the delight of joy. But one thing we do know, and that is the future is in the hand of God, and that we will be given strength and faith to carry on come what may. Because part of being blessed is to put things into perspective. As I learned when I was a young boy with the gift of socks. And perspective is everything. Perspective is a gift of God. It is the gift of faith. And we need to enter the new year with the perspective of faith the eyes of faith. And I want to close this morning with something that I came across years ago that for me puts everything into perspective and it is a good way to end the year. It is simply entitled, Count Your Blessings. And I'll read it for you. If you have food in the refrigerator, clothes on your back and a roof over your head, and a place to sleep, you are richer than 75% of this world. If you have money in the bank, in your wallet, and spare change in a dish somewhere, you are among the top 8% of the world's wealthy. If you woke up this morning with more health than illness, you are more blessed than the million people that will not survive this week. If you, have ever, if you have never experienced the danger of battle, 
the loneliness of imprisonment, the agony of torture, or the pains of starvation, you are ahead of 500 million people in this world. If you can attend a church meeting without fear of harassment, arrest, torture, or death, you are more blessed than 3 billion people in the world. And if you can hold your head up with a smile on your face and truly be thankful, you are blessed because although the majority can, most do not. If you can hold someone's hand, hug them, or touch them on the shoulder, you are blessed because you can offer a healing touch. And friends, as we end 2019 and begin 2020, Think how you have been blessed in order to be a blessing. And if you remember to count your blessings daily and every day of the year, you will have strength and faith to meet the challenges and celebrate the joys that the new year will bring. It all begins for us by recounting the deeds of the Lord sharing them with others, and giving thanks for them. And from the bottom of my heart, I wish for you and for yours a blessed new year. Amen.